0: If you're ready to learn practical ways to focus on Christ as you seek wisdom and hope for the difficult job of raising children in today's world, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey there, friends. My name is Brooke McLaughlin, and I'm your co-host
1: for the Million Praying Moms podcast. You are listening to a bonus series where I'm interviewing all of the amazing women who contributed to my newest book, Praying Mom, Making prayer the first and best response to motherhood. Have the words, God, I need you to do something in my children, ever found their way into your desperate prayers? Do you feel helpless to know how to equip your children for this world and everything it's going to throw at them? Have you ever prayed, God, I can't be the mom they need? I need you to help me. If so, you're not alone. The good news is that there is a way to stay connected with the one who has all the answers so you can be the mom you need to be. When my children were little, I was faced with the undeniable fact that my best efforts fell woefully short of my goal to produce godly children. I knew if God didn't show up, nothing would change in my home. So I began to pray scripture for my children, and both my life and my children's lives were transformed. Yours can be too. Over the years, I've learned that while prayer is the most important part of Christian parenting, many moms feel stifled in their prayers and so continue to feel helpless and hopeless. Do you feel like you don't know what or how to pray? Like you don't know if your prayers really matter? Like you can't pray until you get your life together? Or maybe you just feel like you're too busy to pray. Praying Mom will have you making prayer your first and best response to every aspect of family life. And thriving as a mom full of hope in the God who can, even if you can't. Praying Mom will have you making prayer your first and best response to every aspect of family life. And thriving as a mom full of hope in the God who can, even if you can't. You can order it now anywhere books are sold. And when you do, you'll get access to some pretty amazing bonuses like audio prayers. That's me praying over your family. And you'll also get access to my prayer huddle where I'm equipping you to program prayer into your daily life. If live teaching with me as your prayer coach, live prayer, a free digital prayer journal, and prayer check-ins sounds good to you, order your copy of Praying Mom today. Just visit brookmclaughlin.net forward slash praying-mom to get started. Today I have someone with me who has been a friend and inspiration to me for many years now. She has a tremendous heart for moms, one that I am so happy to be able to share with you today on the podcast and inside of Praying Mom. September McCarthy is the author of Why Motherhood Matters, an invitation to purposeful parenting, and she shares her own struggle with prayer inside of Praying Mom. You're going to want to purchase the book to see how she overcame that. September, thank you so much for being here today. Tell everybody a little bit about you and your family.
2: Well, thank you, Brooke. Yeah, I'm excited to be with The Million Praying Moms, a ministry really close to my heart. And a little bit about my family. Uh, my husband and I have been married 32 years. We have a big family. We have 10 children, ages 29 to 10, and we have nine grandchildren. So um praying and motherhood, all of those things are really the heart of my every day. Uh, I've written a book and I have a shop at septemberandco.com. And I really just am one of those people that has my uh, vision and heart for parents and moms and families set before me every single day and everything that I do. But I, I really try to um, make everything that I share on social media and especially like on podcasts like this, something that we can take away and, and use practically.
1: I love that. That's so good. Um, Guys, if you were looking at September right now and, and you heard her say that she'd been married for, what did you say, 32 years? you would think, did you get married at 10? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> She's beautiful and looks much younger than that. So um, I'm really happy to have you here today, September. And, uh, and just share a little bit of your heart about motherhood and prayer with those who are listening. So you may know, I'm actually asking each of our contributors to Pray Mom to answer the same two questions during this bonus series. And it's been very interesting to me asking the same two questions, how different the answers have been. And so I've been saying that I feel like by the time we get to the end of this, people are going to have a very well-rounded view of of, um, what prayer is and why it matters to different people in different ways. And so it's been really beautiful to see what the Lord has has brought together for this. So um, let's go ahead and get started with question number one, which is why does prayer matter to you?
2: Uh, You know, I really thought a a lot about this question when we were contributing to the book and when I knew that I would be sharing this today, because if I were to share this with my children, I think I would give a more um, knowledgeable textbook answer as to why prayer is important. But if you ask me personally, as a woman, as a mom, I would say very personably to you, and I'm going to right now, prayer matters to me because it's actually the voice to those futile thoughts and the pleading in my spirit that only God can understand as Mm -hmm. a woman and as a mom. And I know I can trust him with my brokenness every single day. I know he's in control of the outcome and that myself prayer matters to me because it takes away my attempt at control and it changes me. Prayer renews my mind. It's a comfort to me to know that God is always present when I feel alone. And I think probably everyone listening might be thinking, "Well, you have ten kids; you're never alone." (laughs) But you know, even in my very busy world, I'm, and I'm never really alone. That sacred place of His presence and prayer actually brings me peace in that chaos. And prayer also puts belief to my unbelief. So I think you know, if I were to sum that up at the end of the day, at the a busy long motherhood day. I would say that's why prayer matters to me.
1: I love how you talked about how prayer was so personal to you that, that sometimes there are things that, you know, even as close as you might be to your husband, or to a a dear friend, um, the people that you know, you know, maybe a better way to say the people who know you, the very best in this world. There are still pieces of you that are hidden from them, and maybe should be in some way. But you don't have to hide those from the Lord. He already knows them. He sees them. And it, it, it does create this safe zone that probably cannot be created outside of the relationship between you and the Lord with another relationship.
2: Right. Yeah. And specifically with motherhood and being a woman that gives a lot, and I think most women do, to many people, Mm -hmm. I feel like, oddly enough, it's kind of a dichotomy. I feel like I'm unseen and unheard a lot of times, especially in my home. Uh, Sometimes I feel like I'm just that spoke in the wheel or the hub, actually, that keeps all the spokes turning, but they really don't hear what I'm saying. They're not uh, maybe seeing who I am as a person person, as a a daughter of the King, someone who's important and precious. And so rather than getting frustrated and angry about that, I'm able to take that to the Lord and be confident that He knows who I am and what I was created for and that everything I'm doing isn't futile. And um, I'm able to just pour my heart out to Him. And I've discovered this really neat thing about prayer for me this year. Even things that I say to my husband or some of my closest friends, I feel almost as if I cannot convey the depth of what I'm feeling about the situations enough to where they really grasp what I'm saying and how it's affecting me. But when I talk to the Lord about these things and pray about them, I actually feel complete peace when I'm done talking to him about this because I know Mm -hmm. it's been complete. It's those hidden places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just unburdening that and not having
1: to you know work through however god might receive it through through the lens of his own feelings and his own experiences like the rest of us do right we can't help but receive what we're being told through the lens of our own mindset, but God sees the entire big picture. And we just don't have to worry about that. So it gives us a freedom to just be who we are and say what is really happening, and then be able to relieve that burden or just lay that burden and not have to pick it back up. So I I really, um, I feel like there is such peace in what you're saying, that God offers us this, this quiet place. And it's really, I love that it's coming from you in particular September, because you do have a larger family, where it could be, you know, in the background, our, our listeners don't know this right now. But in the background, we've already been interrupted twice by the chaos of my home. And so <laughs> that's just the way it is. But, but I think what you're demonstrating to those who are listening right now is that peace doesn't come from your surroundings. It comes from your relationship with Christ and it's available to any of us, no matter what circumstances or chaos we might find ourselves in. Right, I love that. All right. Well, let's have story time now. Would you share a time that God has really transformed you or your family through prayer?
2: So I could probably, you know, Share a zillion stories as to how God transformed me specifically and I and I think my story in the new book coming out is mm-hmm. actually that. But today I wanted to share a story about how prayer transformed something in our family because I think sometimes that trying to teach our children the value and the importance of prayer, isn't quite as real to them until they actually see what God does or can do. And God did that in our family. Um, Of course, we pray about a lot of different things in our family and not always regularly and sometimes spontaneously. And, uh, you know, I I want my kids to know that. But then there's times when we have something big that we pray about. And it's not necessarily something we wanted or want to happen. It's actually something that we're desperate for. And uh, it's in those moments that I've noticed my kids are just in awe, Um, just awe that obviously mom didn't reconfigure a schedule or finances or um, something to make something happen. That oh, and and we say with a little sticky note label, "Well, God did a great thing." Um, This was like something desperate that we knew our children needed to see that God could do this. And honestly, praying with unbelief. Um, is difficult because, you know, God wants us to believe what we're praying. And so this was uh, difficult for us to live out as well as do. So there was a situation in our family uh, where there was a broken relationship and we had done everything we could humanly do uh, to fix this, to restore this, to try and have good communication. Um, There were offenses and uh, gossip and things that were unknown to us that were happening behind the scenes about our family and our testimony. And our kids saw the broken relationships. We felt the gap. We felt the space. We saw this happening. Our kids questioned it. You know, we wanted to fix it for them. We wanted to fix it for our family. And those are broken places to live in um, because you don't want things that way. But honestly, in this broken world, those things do happen. Um, And it doesn't really take a lot. And it really taught our kids not only the power of prayer, but it taught our kids the power of the tongue. It taught our kids the power of biblical communication and having what a good, strong, healthy relationship looks like. But we decided to take this to prayer with our family. And then my husband and I. Um, as well. And I just caught myself the other day. I'm going to finish the story in a minute, but I just caught myself the other day. My husband and I were talking about a situation and I said to him, because he was really discouraged about a situation. And I said to him, well, we've done all we can do. And then I went to bed and the next morning I was driving to town to take my walk, which is honestly where I do a lot of my time in prayer because it's quiet. And I was so convicted with such great weight over those words. And I thought, oh, no, there's never just an all we can do situation in this life. Um, we can pray and we can keep praying and um, believe. And so with this particular situation in our family, uh, we committed it to prayer. And sometimes we get, un- we get comfortable with things that we believe will never be fixed. So we stop believing for God's answer. We stop believing that he can fix it. We stop believing for him to show up. And we don't know on the other side of our prayer where God is showing up in little ways, whether it's in someone else's life or in their mind, and their heart, in their circumstances. And And this applies to our children as well. You could pray for your child or a situation in your home. And you may not see the fruit, but we don't know. You know what's going on, we don't know what God's doing to work that out and so this what that too was a big lesson for us to remember that although we're not seeing the change that God is working and to believe that and to trust that, and we don't have to micromanage the situation um so this was a great lesson in prayer well, many, many, many years went by, I think probably at least ten. I mean, that's a long time. Mm -hmm. And we had seasons of doubt and unbelief. We had uh, seasons of maybe giving up and throwing up our hands, but God was faithful. And just this last year, um, I can't even count on one hand, multiple people from this situation came to my husband and I individually and apologized to us Mm. and made things right because God had been doing this work this whole time. And we sat down, our family, and we talked about it. And it wasn't about being right. We told our kids, this isn't about being right. This is about what God can do. And so my point in sharing that story that way was to show that God was doing a work in us. Mm -hmm. The whole time he was doing a work in restoring this relationship. It wasn't about we're waiting for an apology. God showed us to um, step out of a situation and maybe prayer is the most powerful thing we can do. He worked on us and refined our character. He helped us with our unbelief. And our kids saw that through all these years. It's a process of humility, and our kids saw that, and it was very powerful. Literally, just what those moments where you stand back and your jaw is dropped and you're in awe, and you shake your head and say, only God can do that. Uh, so there's a lot of things in our parenting and our family and even our, in our lives as parents and women, I think that we take to God in prayer. And then there's those big, you know, that feel like insurmountable things that may take decades. Um, so. Um, God taught us to wait patiently and to believe.
1: September, that is so encouraging. I think probably all of us have relationships that have gone south or that we've struggled with. And your story perfectly illustrates one of our core messages and values at Million Praying Moms. And that is that prayer is not a last resort. It is the first and best thing that we can do in all situations. And, and even in those situations where we, we find ourselves wanting more than anything in the world to just fix it, there are situations that we can't fix in our own strength and that God wants to fix. And the, the way that He wants us to partner with Him to fix that is to step back and pray that He will do His work. And that is beautiful. And that is powerful. And it's a great reminder to us that that the very best work we do is often on our knees, asking the Lord to work in places that we just can't work. Right. I love that. Yeah.
2: Thanks. Yes. I, you know, I was the end of that story where um, just this situation happened over the last year and then I those words came out of my mouth you know, we've, we've done all we can do to my husband was my attempt at comforting him. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I was so convicted by that. Like, why did it take all those years for me to believe something that's contradictory to what's coming out of my mouth? Mm -hmm. So, um, I messaged my husband, I said, Hey, I want to talk to you tonight. And I had this rock in my purse that, um, that I had been hanging on to, it's a long story. You know, I collect things like that moms and grandmas Mm -hmm. do. And um, I said, I held onto this rock and I said, you know, I said, I think, well, first I apologized to my husband. I said, I want, I want to apologize for saying that. I said, those were words of doubt and unbelief. And then I said, why don't we commit to praying about this new situation together? Um, Because we've seen what God can do. And here's the thing about prayer, even if we don't see it. Like, didn't I learn my lesson? I know he can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So this rock is now a symbol to us. I gave it to him and I said, this will be our remembrance that he is faithful. You know, just like in the Old Testament, um, setting up those rocks. And it just makes me remember that um, we can always rely on him to be faithful, even when we can't see what's going Mm on.
1: I love how that time span gave God time not just to work in the hearts of the people that you wanted to be restored with, but also in you, so that you and your husband and your family could be in the place of maturity and growth in him where he could actually do it. I think we just live in this in this society where we're just like "Fix it now," but if God fixed it now it, it might it might not be the right time. We just have to wait on him to give us the right time. And I that's just such a beautiful, beautiful illustration of that. September, I can't thank you enough for sharing your heart with us today. Thank you for being here. I would really love it if you would end help us in today's episode by sharing one verse that you're praying for your family right now. And we'll actually make it available to our online family to download for free in our show notes.
2: Sure. I'm actually praying two verses. Can I share two? Yeah, absolutely. So the first verse I'm praying um, for my family is James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. The reason I'm praying that is because I'm in the current season of middler and teenage children. And there's a desperation of prayer for parents in this age. And it's not because maybe our kids are so horrible, but because they need to hear from more than just their parents Mm -hmm. and asking God for wisdom. So this is a verse that I'm praying for them and I'm praying um, for us. And I actually say it every day, but um, for my family would be Ephesians 4.23. And that is that we would be made new in the attitude of our minds. We have so many futile thoughts and as people, people of God. And I just pray that our family would be new in the attitude of our minds so we can receive, that we can be convicted so we can see um, God's faithfulness.
1: Those are beautiful and so appropriate for the season that you're in. And for any season, I can't think of a time when we just don't need more wisdom, right? Right. So that's a good one. It's never wrong to brave her wisdom. Um, Again, September, thank you for being here. Tell everybody how they can follow you online.
2: Sure. Yeah. Uh, You can find me at septembermccarthy.com and septemberandco.com. And then I'm on Instagram at September with an E on the end. And that's where I really am most of the time.
1: As am I. I love it there. We both love Instagram. Well, that's it for today, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Million Praying Moms podcast.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Million Praying Moms podcast. Before you go, make sure you've grabbed your copy of Brooke's newest book, Praying Moms, making prayer the first and best response to the challenges of motherhood. If you feel helpless to know how to equip your children for this world and all it will throw at them and need help creating a game plan that will never fail you, This book is for you. Inside, you'll find biblical, heart-level solutions to the challenges that are keeping you from being an effective praying mom. You can find links to purchase Praying Mom anywhere books are sold in our show notes at millionprayingmoms.com.
1: You can also connect with our community of praying moms by hanging out with us on Instagram at millionprayingmoms or by visiting us at millionprayingmoms.com. And don't forget, with each new episode, we offer five free scripture-based prayers based on that show's topic. Simply visit millionprayingmoms.com and sign up to get yours sent to your inbox right away. Till next time.
2: No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen.
0: I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women
2: with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.